You're listening to the Legend Vest Podcast for Entrepreneurs. Whether you're just getting started or been in business for many years, we take a deep dive into what it takes to truly become successful. It's time to level up your business and your personal life. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jameson and Courtney Gavin. Hey everybody, welcome to the Legend Vest Podcast. I am your host, Courtney Gavin. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We are talking about how to make your customers love you. So let's just say you're a business owner, whether you're a startup or whether you've been established for quite some time and you're looking to create raving fans like Chick-fil-A and you're looking to get your customers to love you, your brand, and your company. So believe it or not, getting your customers to love you and your business is not extremely difficult to do. It's really all about putting your people first. So here we go. First and foremost, if a customer is reaching out to you, whether it's your customer service line, whether it's an email or a chat, phone call, whatever, be responsive. I cannot tell you how many companies I've called. I'll give you an example. I've called in, actually I'll give you a funny example. But we found out that we left one of our garage doors open. So the next day, we started to get this awful, rancid smell in the garage. And we looked at each other and we're like, we need to go figure out what the heck it is. So we started, well, I say we, but really it was Jameson, <laughs> looking around the garage. We didn't have a whole lot of stuff in there, but we did have like some... um extra storage containers and trash containers and stuff like that in the garage. We kept moving stuff around. We couldn't find it. And then finally, we figured out where the smell was coming from. And it was coming from this back corner where all those storage containers were. So Jameson was brave. I even have this on video, which was pretty funny. He was brave enough to move the containers around. And then he saw a big old splat of blood on the wall and we freaked out. He moved the containers over just a little bit more and lo and behold, it was a small animal. But um, what we surmised had happened was the animal got behind the containers that were stacked against the wall and got stuck. Maybe it got scared and it just ran back there once it heard the garage and then it got stuck and it couldn't get out because those containers were actually pretty heavy. So I think it kind of like got crushed back there, you know, which is kind of sad. But that's what we surmise what happened. So the reason why I give all of that back in story and I hope you all enjoyed it. At this point, we're like, okay, we need to call a dead animal removal company. So I called a company And I didn't hear from them. Normally, they call you back same day. They give you a quote, blah, blah, blah. And at this point, I'm like, I got a dead animal in my garage. I want to get it out. It took a whole another like day and a half. And I'm like, you know what? I can't wait any longer. So I called another one. The guy picked up. It was like a mom and pop kind of a deal. He's like, yeah, I'll be there in just a couple hours. I'll come pick it up myself. Now, his pricing was a little bit on the high side. But because we had a dead animal... And I was determined to get it out of the garage. I'm like, look, you responded. You're available. Come get it. As soon as that guy was on his way, the other company called. And 
in fact, the company was cheaper than the guy that was already on his way. But because he didn't respond first and he took forever, I went with the other guy because he was available first. So I was so frustrated because, especially being in business, getting back to your customers as quickly as possible is really important for multiple reasons. When your customer has a need or they have a request or they have a question or a concern, whatever it may be, you want to make sure that you are attentive and responsive. I understand that we all have business hours and things like that and you may not be available 24-7 or available on the weekends, but one sure way to get your customers to love you is to call them back and to respond same day. I don't want to wait until tomorrow and the next day to get a quote. In fact, if you want your customers to really love you, respond within an hour. You will blow the customer's mind because a lot of companies don't do that. They're not that attentive. They got other stuff going on and they they put you last, unfortunately, and they wait until they get everything else done before they call you back. So, If you want to really stand out, be responsive. Don't wait a few days or a few weeks and let these emails and phone calls go by without getting back to the customer, whether they're a paid customer or not. Word of mouth spreads like wildfire. And the moment that I get, the moment that a customer feels like they're getting the short end of the stick, you just lost that business. And not only that, you're probably going to get a bad Google review. But when you think about it, Whenever you go to a restaurant or whenever you go to the movies or wherever it might be, nobody likes to be treated like second class or or to be treated like they don't care about your feelings, don't care about you, right? So people remember how you treat them. And one of the ways that you can really wow your customers is by being responsive to whatever it is it may be. So moving on to the next tip, make things easy. This Again, sounds very simple. As a matter of fact, all of these tips are very simple, but it's whether the fact of the matter is whether or not your business will do it. A lot of companies don't do this. So the last thing I want as a customer is for it to be difficult to do business with you. I want it to be easy peasy lemon squeezy. So when I go online, all I got to do is fill out a form, boom, I get a quote, or I pick up the phone, boom, I get a quote same day. I, I don't want it to be a long and difficult process. Sure, there are some things in life that are more specific and lengthy and tedious than others. Yes, I get that. Like buying a home, I can't buy a home in one day. I, I get that, right? But even though it's a long process, doesn't mean that the process has to be difficult. It can still be seamless and easy and efficient. So that's one of the ways you can wire your customers because if the process is not easy and I'm asking a lot of questions or it's hard to read or I don't understand it or it's not clear on what my next steps are, that gets me frustrated because my time is very valuable and I don't want to waste my time and neither do your customers. So you want to make your process as smooth and easy as possible. What is something you can do in your business that can consolidate the process and ask for your information one time? Oh, let me give you one of my pet peeves is redundancies. I cannot stand when I go online to fill out 
information, right? Sometimes it's before like a doctor's visit. I fill out the form, print it out, email it, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes I bring it with me. How come when I get to the doctor's office, I still got to fill out a whole nother thing? I feel like I you should have my information in the system. Why do I have to go through all of that when I spent that time at home trying to avoid this paperwork and extra time at the office? So it's little things like that. And I don't mean to complain, but it, it's just a pet peeve because... If you already have my information, I shouldn't have to redo it all over. And now it makes me question, well, why did I fill out that form to begin with? I just don't like redundancies. It's a waste of time. And now it's affecting my experience. And it's going to affect your customer's experience too. So I want you to find something. Find the redundancies in your process. I'll give you a perfect example. Amazon does this well. Whenever I want to buy something on Amazon, it's point, click, done. I don't have to retype my credit card information. I don't have to retype my address. You know, I'm signed in. It's got everything. I literally point, click, done. And that's one of the reasons why Amazon is so successful because they make doing business with them very easy. It's also kind of dangerous because you end up spending more than you really want to spend because it's just that easy to buy. But I want you to think about that. How can you make it so easy Remove the redundancies. Don't make it difficult. If it's a long process, I get that. But make it as seamless as possible. And trust me, your customers will love you for that. All right. So moving on to the next tip. Show empathy. When your customer is calling to complain or they're calling to let you know about a recent experience they had that they weren't too fond of, the first thing you don't want to do is be defensive. I want you to listen and I want you to show empathy. So most of the time, and I've been in the customer service industry since 2005, so it's been almost 15 years. I've been listening to customers and their stories and their experiences for a very long time. First of all, don't take it personal. Most of the time, it's not personal. Sometimes sometimes they put your name in it and stuff, but don't take it personal, okay? Secondly, a lot of times the customer just wants to be heard. They don't, they don't even necessarily need you to do anything just yet, but listen. Don't shoot yourself in the foot by speaking too soon and offering the moon and the water. Like just, just listen, okay? Then show empathy. I want you to put yourself in their shoes. We've all had that experience, right, or that moment where we had to call the headquarters and complain about the service we got and how the waitress was rude, blah, blah, blah. We've all been there, right? So show some empathy. Showing empathy and being kind and friendly and understanding can do wonders. I know it does for me. Sometimes for me, I just want somebody to understand the reason why I feel the way I feel. It's not even necessarily about being right, being wrong. I just want you to get me. I just want you to see from my perspective, this is what I saw. This is what I felt. Now, I understand your policy might be XYZ, but I was under the impression that it was ABC. And if you listen, sometimes you can actually learn from it and realize, you know what? She's actually right. We do need to be more clear on our policy so that next time we will revise it and make it, you know, much clearer than what it is now, right? Little things like that. So use it as an opportunity to learn and improve your business. 
and then also use this as an opportunity to have a second chance at winning them over. So some of the things you can say and do if if you fell short on their experience, sure there are things you can do like you can offer them a refund, you give them credit or a discount, things of that nature. One of my favorite sayings is, you know, Catherine, first and foremost, I just want to say thank you for calling and letting us know how your experience was because we really appreciate your feedback that way we can always improve and make sure we're meeting your expectations. I'm sorry that we fell short on your visit at our store today. I'm going to go ahead and refund your order but I would like to invite you and a guest back to our restaurant and I will treat you for a second meal. Would you give us a second opportunity to earn your business? I think that's an award-winning response to a customer complaint. Now, again, I've been doing this for a long time and I've heard my fair share of companies responding to my complaints. Some have been very good, but I'll be honest, a lot of them are mediocre. You always want to show empathy, right? You don't want to be that kind of company or that brand that's just kind of like, oh, well, sucks for you. That is not a good way of doing business. Even if the customer's in the wrong and they made a mistake or they misread, etc., you always want to show empathy and say, you know what, I understand. Matter of fact, a lot of customers misunderstand that statement or, you know, that happens often. And maybe you can offer something as a courtesy or, you know, you can offer a free gift or a free sample or free delivery. There are little things you can do so that you're not completely at a loss. But the biggest thing here is it's actually a lot of times not always about the money. There are customers who just want their money back. But for a lot of customers, they just want to be heard and they want to feel the empathy and the care from you. So again, that can work wonders for your customers and they will come back if they like your product or your service and you treated them well and with respect by all means now they know what to do but this time now now they won't be disappointed because they now know what to expect does that make sense so the next tip is to under promise over deliver one of my favorites you guys and i know for for some of y'all who are legend vest fans who've listened to every single episode thank you so much by the way you've heard me talk about this a lot Being in the service industry, it is really, really important that you do what you say you're going to do. But don't promise someone or guarantee someone that you're going to do something and then you don't show up. That's a big no-no. Sure, I understand things come up, but that's where communication comes into play. So if you're like a pest control company and they said that that the person was going to come out between 8 and 12... Well, it's 11.45 and nobody's there. It would behoove you to contact the customer and let them know, we greatly apologize. The meeting before this took a little bit longer than expected. Do you mind if we still stop by or should we reschedule a time? A lot of times, you guys, and this is kind of another tip too, communication is key. People don't mind waiting in line and people don't mind, you know, I worked in fast food for a long time and there were times where, Our food, we had some delays. Like our food wasn't going to be ready until 10 minutes later. Are you okay waiting 10 minutes? In the fast food industry, 10 minutes is an eternity. You want to stay under a minute and a half per transaction. So 10 minutes is long (laughs) for a wait time for a customer. 
but we always ask permission. Hey, just want to let you know that particular food item won't be available for 10 more minutes. If you don't mind waiting, perfect. You know, I'll go ahead and process your order. If not, I can offer some alternatives or some other options that are readily available. And so at that point, most of the time, you know, the customer's like, okay, that's fine. Thanks for letting me know. Or there are times where they're tight. They got to go back to work. Oh, you know, thanks for letting me know. I'll just go ahead and get the alternative option instead because I got to run. No problem, right? But mo- at that point, though, most people are fine with waiting 10 minutes. They're fine with, you know, you running a little bit late as long as you let them know and then ask for their permission. So. That was kind of another tip, but going back to the under-promise and over-deliver is, again, being a person of your word, do what you say you're going to do, and then do more. That's what that really means. Go the extra mile and do something great. Whenever I take my car to the dealership to get service, one of my favorite things that my um, car dealership does is not only do they perform the services that they said they were going to do, but I love it when they bring my car back and it's clean, they gave it a car wash, it's vacuumed, and it's looking brand new. I love that. They didn't promise me that they were going to do the car wash, but it's always like the icing on the cake, you know, the cherry on top. They did something nice for me. They did a nice gesture, something I wasn't expecting, but now it actually enhances my customer experience. So maybe there's a little something that you can do. You know, you you the bare minimum that you do is you always do your job. You always do what you say you're going to do. But think about a little bit of cherry on top. What is something just a little extra that you can do? Remember when you were like a little kid and you would go to the bank with your parents? And they would give you a lollipop, you know, like little gestures like that to really make the customers go, wow, that was nice. Little things like that can go a long way. Last but not least, this is actually one of my favorite tips of all time. And I wish I had read this book sooner. And the book is called How to Win Friends and Influence People. And this is an excellent book for anyone who wants to grow their sales and their customer service, if you're dealing with people, this is the book you need to read. And it's How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. The last tip I have for you is to say their name. So simple yet profound. Most precious word you could ever say to someone is their name. Sounds crazy, but it's absolutely true. When even when a stranger says my name because they remember my name or, you know, or at a restaurant or wherever I'm at, it always like shocks me because I don't expect people to remember me and I don't expect them to remember my name, especially if I'm at a place of business. But it always makes me feel special because they took the time to not only ask my name, but to remember it. Right. Because a lot of people don't remember names. So for you to go out of your way and personalize the customer's experience is really thrilling. So in that book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, he gave examples of how names are really meaningful. When you go to college or when you go to the hospital, you'll often see they have buildings named after them. At my school at UCF, they have Millican Hall. People pay millions to have their name 
on a building, to have their name in the stadium. And not just personal names, but even businesses. They call that sponsorships. Your name is really, really important. And so I say all that to say, when you start a conversation, start by saying their name first and also in the conversation by saying, thank you, Catherine, really appreciate your call. Looking forward to hearing from you, et cetera, whatever, right? Always in the call with their name too. They're going to feel special and they're going to remember that too. To summarize today's episode, wowing your customers is not rocket science. It's actually one of the easiest things you can do. Yet, Many companies and many businesses fail to do just that. Simply by taking time out of your day to think about how can I wow someone today? What's the icing on the cake? What's the cherry on top? What's a little thing that you can do that will mean so much to your customer? I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I sure did. If you want to know more, of course, please feel free to reach out to us. I love hearing your stories and I love getting your topic requests as well. Again, this isn't my podcast. This is your podcast. Thanks so much and we'll see you next time.